Today is Thursday, February 22nd, 2024, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Do I talk too fast? I think I talk too fast. I think there's someone today that talks faster than me, though. All right, uh, first question. We talk about uh, oneness heretics. How do you answer oneness heretics? So we talk about that. It's a pretty easy answer. I mean, it's you know, very quick. Uh, then we get into uh, John uh, 6.46, which is someone's one-verse answer for that. Um, okay, then we talk about... Uh, <laughs> we go political. Um, so we talk about some of the current events that we've missed over the last couple days because there's just too much, and it's too absurd. Um, so keep in mind, many of these people, maybe not all, but there is definitely some overlap in the people that do the th things I'm about to mention, who also act like we're crazy for believing in a God and trusting Jesus for our eternal salvation. Um, some of these people who would overlap are the same people who uh, ridicule us for believing in sky daddy fairy tales, who say things like uh, giving trans women dudes a bunch of chemicals and producing something that comes out of them that they call male chest milk and saying that is as good as uh, regular biological female breast milk. Um, and then they put warnings all over the labels that say this is hazardous for kids, don't give it to kids. Um, so these people who say this is great and this is advancement and evolution um, are the same ones that mock religious people for their beliefs. I'm just, just give me a break. Like, we don't even need to respond, except we do a little bit. <laughs> so we talk about that. The UK article that comes up that says, uh, you know, male chest milk is just as good as regular woman's milk, whatever. Um, if that's not gross enough, we talk about the uh, blood clots from the COVID-19 vaccine and all the embalmers pulling disgusting things out of people that look like something from a sci-fi horror movie and how uh, Red Cross is, um, is saying, if you've been vaccinated, contact them before you make an appointment because... Um, depending on what vaccine you got, it could affect your eligibility because they don't want some of your, uh, you know, vaccinated toxic blood. Um, anyway, so just some of this stuff in the news. Then we get back to uh, Michael, our Canadian atheist and uh, resident, and and Matt Yester fight it out for a while about uh, pre-sup and understand cognition and reasoning and sensory overload and whatever. So uh, they, they talk uh, a while, turns a little heated. Um, which we don't really like. Uh, there's like, I think there's only like one rule. It's like be respectful. It's like the only rule. Um, anyway, and sometimes people have a hard time with that, so we have to work it out. Anyway, so uh, it's a nice enough conversation. A lot of content. Um, not quite as much religious stuff as I'd like, because that's that the point, right? It's to tell people about Jesus, not talk about dudes with chest milk. Ugh. Um, anyway, so, so um, you're welcome for the nightmares. And uh, if you want to support this podcast, maybe maybe you don't right now. Maybe you want to get it shut down. Maybe it's a good idea. Um, but if you want to, check out the Ask a Christian store, grab some stuff, support this podcast, where we do introduce the gospel a lot. Because um, people need it now, well, more than ever. Um, or same amount as ever. I don't know. Everyone needs the gospel. So have an awesome day. Catch you later. Bye. But um, it says, what is your best argument against the oneness heretic um does that mean like a, just any oneness heretic or specifically you have someone mine but yeah so best argument against yeah my answer is just going to be simple and not very helpful i'm just going to say read the bible that's why like it, it's not it's not a oneness thing like that that is that is heresy like, i mean I, I don't know what else to say read the bible like start in genesis read john the baptist um you know read john one like it it just seems very very clear that either um, someone has to have an agenda or they've deceived themselves into reading these passages and the rest of the Bible and hearing all the stuff Jesus says 
and and not coming up with some sort of orthodox traditional understanding of the triune nature of God. Um, so to say that somehow oneness or um, you know the Father is the Son or whatever or some sort of mode, um, I, I mean, my unhelpful argument is just read the Bible because you're either self-deceived, you have an agenda, or the God of this world has blinded you. But uh, <laughs> Matt, do you have something a little more pointed that yeah. that could be helpful than what I said? John six forty six. Though is he the Father, except he who is from God, he is he the Father. So I ask you, who's the Father? He's not the Father. Can you say that one more time a little slower? John 6, 46. Jesus says, Not today you want to see the Father, except he who is from God, he is he the Father. So you ask him, who's who's saw the Father, who's not the Father? This is someone else to stick for the Father, who's see the Father. Who is that? John 6, 46. One verse. Awesome. Would you uh, would you say anything else, or you just uh, say that and let it lie? I've been buried up to one day, so they have, they keep saying they'll get back to me. They're oh. going to get stuff by that verse. So, yeah, it's been like six, eight months already. So. Well, thank you, Matt. Uh, see you what? Yeah, I, I think you have to first understand what type of oneness person are you dealing with. Are you dealing with someone who's really looking to seek the truth and are open-minded and may just happen to just reach this conclusion for now? Or are we talking about someone like Bob? Right, because in Bob's case, I watched Matt Slick completely tear every one of his arguments down for 30 minutes, and Bob did not move an inch. So, right. if you're dealing with a dug in oneness person, just run. I talk to a brick wall. Yeah, I agree. Which is another thing, like John the Baptist. Like, I keep thinking more and more, like, you know, as soon as I say it, I, I mean, it, it, it's hard, right? Because on one hand, it's like, look, you want to be like, um, be like the guys that were like the you know repent the end is near sign. I keep saying that. Maybe maybe that's like my my ideal position because all this you know it's it's the power of the cross of Christ that's going to like uh, you know make a difference in someone's life. So even though this is like a discussion group and we constantly get sucked far and away, um you know from from the cross, it's like all we try to do is like you know drag the arguments back to the cross. And uh, no matter how much we try, like discussions will lead and lead and lead. And then we end up talking about like deep theology or church fathers and all this other stuff, which is fine. But, um, you know, it's like what pe trying to give people what they need, not necessarily what they want. They're like, hey, I want to understand the difference of blah, blah, blah. And, you know, second century and these two church fathers that have absolutely nothing to do with Jesus because um, they're talking about some wild heresy over here or Arianism. It's like, OK, well, we can talk about that. But Jesus. So I think there's something too, just being like, look, repent, the end is near. <laughs> or not, I don't know. <laughs> I just get the appeal. I, I wonder if that's how John the Baptist was. How he probably didn't, I, I don't know, just reading the story, like it doesn't seem like he's the type to get like bogged down in a bunch of minutia. It seems like, you know, he was the one while well, saying what it says he said, like, you know, repent. Um, hey, Todd, good morning, Todd. Where are you down there? Well, Nate, why don't you do a Ask a Christian live from a street corner where you have one of those signs on you and and videotape that. I'm sure that would get you some views. <laughs> wow. Called me out, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I've also never been one to I, – I, I don't know. Is that like – can I use that excuse as not being like one of those street preacher pe people and being that like virtually that type of person? Because uh, if we're all supposed to be different parts of the body, like maybe – Maybe I'm the left arm that does it here virtually, and you or Chris could be the right arm that like goes and like yells at people in their face in the street. 
Sounds like somebody doesn't want to walk the talk, Nate. <laughs> Man. You could say that if you're mean, or you could say, hey, I've done that here for like over a decade. But yeah, yeah. I, like Pastor Mark, man, like when we go, uh, when we go like have lunch occasionally, um, yeah, uh, the waitress will be like, hey, what would you like to drink? You'd be like, Diet Coke. Have you, uh, where do you go to church? Here, here's a track. Here's how you can know Jesus. I'm like, dang, dude. I'm like, he, he is on it. Mark is so, on yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's just a little bit out of my comfort zone, which, you know, maybe I need to work on. I don't know. Um, it's like, yeah. well, at least bring me a Pepsi first. Well, you know. Um, Pastor Mark is just practicing that Calvinistic, um, oh gosh, you know, um, evangelism. He's just like, oh, it doesn't matter what's pragmatic or effective. We're just going <laughs> to throw it out there. And I appreciate that, man. I'm just like, yeah, Pastor Mark, that's yeah, the way to that do was, it, like a Calvinist. If, but if you were doing it as a Calvinist, a Christianist, it should be like, what would you like to drink? You'd like kick over the table, like, you know, throw her on the ground, like dump the Pepsi all over. And be like, yeah, repent or burn in hell, demon. And she'd be like, I'm calling the cops. You'd be like, see, you're going to burn in hell. Read a book. <laughs> really? That's Matt Yester. That's not I me. I was trying to be funny. <laughs> was that the cross the line? Like, no. Okay, the official position of asking Christians, don't assault waitresses trying to give you a drink. Yes, don't assault anybody. How um, about don't assault anybody? That, yeah, I mean, that sounds good. That sounds good. Okay. You know, doing to others. Doing to others. I mean, I'm not looking to be assaulted, so, you know, I'm not trying to, like, go beat up people. Maybe you I are mean, looking I, to get assaulted. Maybe that's part of the deal. I'm, I'm trying to like be. I'm trying to like be a martyr. Someone's like, "No, man, look, we just we just don't believe in your God." I'm like, no, no, like throw a rock at me. Like, dude, we just, just go away from us. Like, we don't want anything to be. Like, no, no, like like throwing myself in their path, like trying to get them to like, step on me so I can like be uh be like a martyr for Christ or something. Dude, near the end of the fourth century, like right before the toleration of Christianity. There was this nonsense doctrine going around that if you got martyred, that you would automatically go to heaven because apparently the gospel wasn't good enough. I've heard that my whole life. I was wondering where that came from. So, like, people were actively trying to get fed to lions and stuff? Yeah. Or, or maybe yeah. not quite that violently. For sure. They were just trying to get killed because, like, they this false gospel had gone out in the 300s that, like, and, like, the two—well, it started in, like, the 260s. So like if you got martyred, that then it's an automatic ticket to heaven. It's like or Don't Catholics believe that now? Isn't like martyrdom like uh... the greatest thing they can do? And maybe it's not automatic heaven, but it's like the greatest thing they can do in service of Christ. It's like you know that's a good question. Like I don't Catholic's, know the answer to that. I, I was reading this somewhere, and I don't think it was satire. I think it was like a Catholic position that like one of the like the greatest thing you can do you can hope for as a Catholic is to be martyred because that's going to put you like a little lower than Mary. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah, hmm. I don't know. I'm going to have to look that one up, dude, because, like, I mean, it would make sense that they wouldn't change the heresy from the third century, so um, they would keep it, because, you know, they, they've to... never found it. Someone needs to disconnect his phone from, like, the outside world. So, uh, for some reason, this talking about martyrism made me think of... Uh, the In Living Color episode where the Terminator went back into time to save Jesus from being crucified. And Jesus was like, no, no, this has to happen. But the Terminator just kept <laughs> killing everyone who tried to crucify him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that was uh, bad TV. Not Living Color, but bad TV. The only thing I remember from, uh, was, it, was it Mad TV is like lowered expectations. 
that little skit. Was that Mad TV? Lowered expectations. And it's like these two hideous people were like, it's like a love hookup th thing, except it's like just awful people, <laughs> like very repulsive type people. And they like put them together and like a, as like a matchmaking. But the thing, <laughs> huh? I think you may be right. Might be bad. I, think so. <laughs> yeah. oh, I haven't seen that in years. But I think to, to Chris's point, like, yeah, the, um, I mean, that doctrine has to come from, um, oh gosh, I just had it. What was it? Um, Maybe, maybe like if you deny me, I'll deny you before the father. But, you know, if you don't, then I'll, can, I'll you know, proclaim you to the father or whatever. Maybe that's got to come from that because like the ultimate thing would be like deny Christ. And it's like, no, I'm not denying Christ. It's like, well, then we'll kill you. So it's like that would be like the ultimate way to like express that you are not denying Christ is to like leave this world because you didn't deny Christ. Like that's got to be where that comes from. Yeah. And I, I mean, mean they got all I mean, kinds of justifications, I'm sure. And I mean, that would have to be true, not because it makes it right, but I mean, it would have to be true because if you, I mean, you think if you're going to let yourself be murdered, uh, to be a martyr for not denying Christ, well, that may be a, a, a wrong way to accomplish your goal, which is if you're, if you're not, if you're going to let yourself be murdered because you won't deny Christ, well, then you probably believe Christ, which means you're probably saved and have faith in Christ. Um, so you're going to get to heaven, but maybe when you're there, it's like, hey, you didn't get to heaven uh, for free because you, you got murdered for me. You got to heaven the same way as, you know, people who didn't get murdered got to heaven by having faith in me to save you. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> and then they'd be like, then again, oh, but then they'd be people, in heaven. So like, oh, OK, lots of people murder themselves for all sorts of causes. Right. I mean, like you've got the Muslims blowing themselves up because they think they're going to get 72 virgins. You know, I mean, oh, you've got the most extreme form of martyrdom, which is, um, you know, uh, activists uh, protesting, you know, what, like oil or petroleum. So they glue themselves to paintings because, you know. That's the ultimate form of martyrdom. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, so there's there's all kinds of people that, you know, so like, I mean, like current Eastern Orthodox or Oriental Orthodox, they'll martyr themselves just because they're part of a community and they got a favorite soccer team. But if you ask them any questions about Jesus, they're going to get them completely wrong. Like they don't know Jesus from Adam's house cat, but they're still going to give themselves up as martyrdom simply because they've got a community that they're that they're dying for rather than Christ. Ah, is Eastern and Orthodox like very closely related, or are they well, just different ways of saying the same thing? Eastern Orthodox is like a as an umbrella for a whole bunch of like ethnic Orthodox. So like you got Russian Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, Assyrian Orthodox. You know, um, Oriental Orthodox are broken off from them because they deny Chalcedon, and so they were considered heretics like in the fifth century. But yeah, I mean like there's coptic orthodox there's just all these things and the fun part about it is like we we just lump them all together you know like oh it's the orthodox but like in their own liturgies if you read their translated liturgies they're anathematizing all the other orthodox <laughs> how so, many like, the actual are be like, like how many actual differences are they like uh, they believe pretty much the same thing they just all have their own different saint roster or they have they, like they their they own actually... patriarchs and they have like things that make them distinctly orthodox but it's like a it's it's more of a ethnic religion so it's like we are greek orthodox what makes us different we're greek we're not like you other you know so that's about it us, you know russian scumbags yeah i mean like i mean there's distinctives in each one but they're minor like huh. you know there's like, like oh we've got these icons church of god 
nah, it's more like we've got these icons. Well, oh yeah, well we got these icons, and we make out oh. with these icons that are like two hundred <laughs> years older than your icons. You know, I mean, it's just it's the differences are are non-religious and stupid most of the time. How long ago did they come up with icon instead of just calling them idols? So icon was come up with um, pretty early on, um, probably like about the sixth century. They were talking about icons. Um, John of Damascus is the one who really popularized the veneration of icons in the eighth century. Um, and then the Council of Herrera, which was actually the second council of Nicaea, actually, um, they actually uh, declared him a heretic and they were an iconoclast council. And then the empress got pissed off because she liked her paintings and her gold. And so she rounded up a bunch of those guys, murdered them all, and then started a new second council of Nicaea, which was actually the third council of Nicaea. But then she just tried to erase the second council of Nicaea. So the one that, that people will refer to as the second council of Nicaea in the eighth century is actually the third council of Nicaea. It's just that it's revisionist history. It's cute, right? If you just murder everybody, if you just murder everybody involved in the other council, then you can just, you know, rename the council. Who's going mean, to, who's going to object? They're all I mean, dead. I don't want to say you should do that. Um, but I mean, Hey, seems pretty effective, but don't I mean, do it. That. Was, don't it people. was highly effective, right? Like the Empress Theodosius, like, you know, she, well, I mean, that's like business. Islam. It's highly effective to unify the Quran by burning all the additional copies or all the all the differentiated copies. Oh, I got one. Okay, I got a question. A little off topic. Okay, so uh, Chris or Matt or I, I guess Todd or CEO, if this is your wheelhouse, I don't know. Okay, so I asked Ito uh, before, um, you know, imposing an exile upon him. Um, and he didn't answer this. He said he was going to look into it and never got back to me. Um, maybe that's because of the exile. But... Um, Okay, so you know how, and I was reading this again recently, how the Catholics are like, you know, Hail Mary, full of grace, which totally means angels are bowing down to her and worshiping her, right? Oh, wait, not venerating her. Okay, so they, they cling to that Hail Mary, full of grace, which is not even, you could dispute the translation, but let's just give it to them and say Hail Mary, full of grace means somehow you are sinless. Well, that's the very same thing that was said about Stephen right before he was uh, stoned to death. So... Does anyone have any insight on that, how the Catholic or, I guess, Orthodox II argument uh, that Mary is sinless is, Hail Mary, full of grace. Um, does that mean Stephen was also sinless? Um, because the exact same thing is said of him. Jesus and Stephen, it's not use of Mary. Claris Caritas is all use of Stephen and Jesus. It's for true. I, I, that was kind of fast and choppy. I didn't, I didn't quite hear everything. Claris Caritas is full of grace. It's literally the, that Greek phrase they'll use of Stephen and Jesus. It's scripture. Period. So okay, so not Mary. Not Mary. Nope. Okay, so. <clears throat> In Luke, it's a highly favored one. Caritas okay, so, is not used there. Caritobe is used in, uh, was it Luke 128 or whatever? Is that the verse I usually go to there? Yeah, I think so. It, it's highly favored, yeah. So Luke 128, it's not, it's not used in the same phrase as uh, Jesus and Stephen. Or Plares Caritas, which literally means full of grace. Pleroma, uh, or it means fullness. That's where Plares comes from. Caritas is grace. So literally, the phrase is all used of Stephen and Jesus. 
Okay, and we would say that that obviously doesn't mean you're sinless because Stephen was not sinless. Right. But, so that sounds like the overall correct answer. But what would you even say from like uh, the Catholic standpoint? Because I, I just can't believe that like no one, uh, you know, and I mean, you know, let's give Catholic scholars credit. You know, they probably know a couple things here and there. But um, I, I just can't believe they wouldn't have. Like, what would their answer be? Because even if they misappropriate that title for Mary and say, no, no, the same title was used for Jesus, Stephen, and Mary, even though you said it isn't. Let's just let's just go to their playing field. Well, how can they say that that makes Mary sinless? Because they still wouldn't say that that makes Stephen sinless. So it's yeah, just their argumentations existed absolutely. So they're they're caught in a quagmire there. They're going to say it. Right. the phrase, the little phrase of the Greek is not use of Mary, where you see the little phrase used of Stephen and Jesus. I say, well, biblically consistent, you'd have to just say it's only limited to them. And it doesn't mean uh, sinless necessarily there. It is applied to Stephen. And, uh, but if you're looking for the literal phrase in Greek, it's only use of Stephen. It's not use of Mary. They, they are inserting that into, uh, into the word in Luke 1.28. Terry Tobe is uh, just means highly favored. You're highly favored one. Okay, doesn't mean you're sinless. <laughs> yeah, just means highly favored. Yeah, and and embarrassingly enough, Nate, like the West stopped being able to read Greek in and around the fifth century. So like they just quit. They just did everything in Latin and were like, screw all this Greek stuff. We don't need this. So they didn't they didn't read the Bible in Greek or Hebrew. They were going with the Vulgate. It's all Greek to me. <laughs> right and that and the funny thing is is like i was reading a history of uh jerome and the latin vulgate and there was literally like when that translation came out there were riots in the streets <laughs> like like people were like seriously ready to burn buildings down and stuff like and and uh because of the translation you know and then and then you know everybody calmed down and then that was the that was the translation for 1100 years and then the King James came out and the same kind of <laughs> spirit of things came over those people. And they were like, yeah, this is it. This is our last translation in English, man. Well, I think they reverted back to uh, when Erasmus was doing his uh, uh, version or whatever. There, there was even a stick about that, you know. Well, we've been using the Vulgate for a suburb of uh, uh, millennia, you know. <laughs> we don't need anything to do with Erasmus, you know. Even there is a people even after after the Vulgate too, so Latin just bothers me. It just seems like how it's like, you know, tell me you have an error like an error of like superiority and like trying to lord things over me by using Latin, like in in religion and like law and anything. It's like e juris pluribus la la. Shut up. Um, I don't know. Ceteris paribus, Nate. Ceteris. Yeah, paribus. yeah. Whatever, Lord Chris. Um, okay, well, I just, that uh, just means holding all things equal, <laughs> I, but the, which is not being done, um, which we can talk about because you had a lot of political topics, um, even though, you know, it's hard, right? Because I want to like address this stuff because it's like, how do you not talk about how like male breast milk is not as healthy as, uh, you know, like natural female breast milk. It's the article Chris shared to me. It's like in the UK, like they did this study how, um, you know, how they, through, like, all these, like, disgusting, like, chemical cocktails, they can uh, give trans men or, no, trans women, men who want to be chicks, 
um, the ability to produce breast milk, you know, for babies that their trans man partners can have. And um, because of that, now they can nurse them or something. Anyways, through these chemical cocktails, they can make dudes produce some sort of like stuff um, that they're calling milk. And the UK people who are all about this are like, yes, it's just as good. But then when you like read the warning labels on these things, um, it's like, do not give this to babies is extremely harmful. Like it's just as good as the real thing. <laughs> but then the warning labels Listen. are no, it's extremely harmful. Do not do this. Listen. It's like the mental illness is not just with the individuals. The mental illness is with the world. It is crazy. Why do you why do you want to shut out fifty percent of the population from chest feeding, Nate? Oh Chris Nate, can you ban Chris for ninety seconds? <laughs> <laughs> well, we could talk about a similar topic that may not be as discussed. Well, it's pretty Wait, gross. wait, wait, wait. Uh, I want to try to see if I can use the same argumentation for lady preachers for uh, male chest, chest milk. <laughs> Are you prepared to do this? Oh, I can, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh can't can you do it in like 90 seconds? Oh, yeah, for sure. Go. All right. So God created male and female. But the thing is, is that he gifted us all the same. You know, Ephesians, there's no longer slave nor free, male nor female. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is I'm, poetic justice. Thank you. I mean, we could say it's because he got a phone Thank call that interrupted him, or, you know, God knew this was going to happen forever and Dude. commanded someone to call his phone right then. Dude, it was unbelievable. That was, yeah, that was divine providence. Anyway, so, you know, <laughs> there's no longer male nor female, you know? slave nor free. So, so now, you know, like shutting out 50% of God's people from being able to chest feed, that's not God's intention. He gave those people unique gifts, even if they need chemicals to help them along. Though That giftedness should not be shut out of, of God's people, and those children should not be bereft of that chest milk because— you know, we just have this artificial distinction that the Apostle Paul laid out for just, you know, one set of people 2,000 years ago, not everybody, because the Bible only applies to those people that it was written for. And so when it talks about, you know, Mary's breast milk, then, you know, we need to be sensitive to know that there's like other people who can, you know, make that breast milk the same. And that is how women preachers and male chest milk are the same. Um, okay, well, digest that. Um, and digest okay, that? Really? <laughs> really? Okay. That's how, you, that's how you start? That's how you ended that one? Um, okay, so before I forget, there's two more things. One, Chris, I sh did you see the video I shared of Catherine Crick and the hashtag tornado demon? And... Um, also, similarly, what the, the chest feeders are doing, um, the Red Cross has now like put out like on all their website, their website and all their emails and stuff um, to let people know uh, before they schedule an appointment if they've had the COVID-19 vaccine, because that could affect their eligibility to give blood. So remember how safe and effective and saving lives this was and blah, 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 and you don't want your granny to die and all this. And, you know, people were like, oh, conspiracy theorists, blah, 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 blah. Turns out now the Red Cross is refusing blood if you've been vaccinated uh, because of all the problems with 
the vaccine. And there, I was watching this thing. It was like four embalmers who have been like in this job for like 30 plus years. And they were like getting all the like Pennsylvania Association of like embalmers and all this stuff. The videos they are pulling out of people like these blood clots are the most disgusting thing I've ever seen that will rival your presentation about breast milk just now. Have, has anyone seen that? It's like they, they like listening to them. Uh, uh, not to take too much time, but it was on my mind. But listening to these people talk, they're like, look, we usually have these like, you know, fatty type of yellow blood clots and they would like break down easy or these like grape type red blood clots and they would break down real easy. You just like poke them and they disintegrate. They're like these things like in vaccinated people, like they're like this rubbery white elastic type substance. We've never seen this before. And usually blood clots are in like smaller veins. These are like major arteries, like the carotid artery and like the neck, like major veins and like vessels in the legs. And the issues videos pulling these things out of people, they're like half an inch long. Like they, they can't even like fit in a vein, except they've like exploded the vein and taken over. And that's why people are dying. They have like jars full of these things. It looks like something from like a bad sci-fi movie. It is disgusting. Anyways, um, so that, that also makes me think it's just like how can people like not be a little skeptical and, and like just withhold judgment a little more. And even though that's an unrelated topic about things like religion, right? And they're like, oh, science this, science this, science this. Remember, trust the experts, believe the experts, believe this stuff. Um, it's like, have we not, have you not been given enough like hardcore, actual empirical proof that um, sometimes scientists lie and um, trust the science it does not always mean actual science. Like it's people using things for their own selfish gain. Like, have we not seen any evidence of that? And then related to religion, hey, instead of saying, oh, science this, science that, stop speaking for science. Um, science just tests like what is. Um, it, has, it doesn't take into account false data, false reports, um, a bunch of greedy, selfish people. And uh, anyway, I just think that should give people pause about religious things too when they say it's scientifically impossible and carbon dating and la, 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 la. It's like, look, that may be one of the times everything was on the up and up and right. But it could be one of the times people were falsifying things for their agenda. Just saying, don't be so uh, don't be so committed to something that could be a lie. I'm done. So, uh, so Nate, just a point of clarification: was this specifically for the vaccine or the booster shots? Um, I believe this said if you had the. Uh, let, let me look it up to be sure. I don't think it said anything about a booster. Um, I think it said if you received the COVID COVID nineteen vaccination. Uh, let me let me find the actual thing. I don't think it said anything about a booster. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think because if, yeah, because it wouldn't matter because if you had a booster, that would come after the vaccine. There would not be a reason to get a booster if you hadn't been vaccinated. So that that seems like it would be irrelevant. That's my own mind though. Let me find the actual thing I saw. Um, anyway, what was the other thing I said? Oh yeah, Chris, tornado demon. Did you see the tornado demon video I sent? Yes, I love Catherine Crick. Oh, and that's who CEO said he wanted to uh, wanted to work with him, right? Why did he leave? Yeah, we need to get him back. I need to have him watch the Tornado Demon video. She is the Tornado Demon. Okay, that's I'm all not I gonna got. say she's got a demon, man, but she's got a demon, man. Oh, that's not all I got. All right, Julian Assange. Hero or traitor? No, no one, no. 
does I don't care count? I guess, but I mean, I don't know. Current events. I, do you have a question about like religion? That'd be great. But if, if no one does, you know. I mean, we keep talking about the rage. Council of Herrera. Oh, that's fun. fun. I know. They hate the 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 Chapists in the in the uh, EO hate that one. It's like their least favorite. Todd, you get anything, Mister Bill? Good morning, Yvette. Well, I guess it's a toss-up between the Council of Herrera that they hate the most, or um, the Synod of Thieves, or the Robbers Council. I'm not sure which one they hate more. I don't know anything about the Robbers Council. Uh, it was great. It was when a bunch of Alexandrian monks went around beating people to death in the streets. Because, <laughs> you know, we had church unity back then. Enforced <laughs> by the end of a club. And you know who they were beating up? The Papists. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Man. Yeah, so, I mean... I'm trying to find this Red Cross thing to send to CEO if he ever comes back. Oh, the Red Cross thing where they're not... Uh, they're not Taking vaccine, where it says it could in, uh, affect your eligibility if you've had the vaccine. Well, yeah, because they're also... They're not, they're not delineating for blood donations, uh, va uh, COVID vaccine blood versus other blood. That just came out the other day. They've been mixing it all. Yeah. Apparently there's such a market for unvaccinated fluids that um those businesses that cater to that are like booming. So like unvaccinated blood, unvaccinated sperm, like like anything that comes out of a person. Um, if it's unvaccinated, like people are paying top dollar. So I don't know, Chris, there could be a side business for you. Oh man, I already got my side business. See, they're trying to take up a donation I mean, unvaccinated to, to change milk. my PTR. That's <laughs> 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 that disturbing. Why is it so much fun to needle the papists? Like why? Why is it so much fun to make fun of them? I mean, I don't take pleasure in it, except, you know, pointing out the wrong and why they need to come to Jesus. Yeah, all those Catholic memes that you post. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? That, does that ah, count as making wait. fun of them? That That's like for, that's just like for that's, myself. I find it hilarious, but, but I'm not trying to like, you know. You have a strange like, idea of what making fun of means. Well, I don't know. There's like, you know, uh, lighthearted, makes me laugh. And then there's you, who's just mean. <laughs> You're right. Well, we're that's the pretty same. true. <laughs> I try to stay fun and jovial. You, you get mean. I'm the guy who inconveniently points out church history and 
You don't like it. You don't like it. <laughs> They're all like, oh, yeah, let's talk about church history. Church <clears throat> to study church history is to become Catholic. It's like, yep. Sure it is. Dude, I just, it is baffling. Like, I just want to get like 100 priests and, and just like ask them, be like, guys, why the Mary stuff? Like, like, why these just weird doctrines? If you want people to be Catholic, just just give up this stuff, and you'll convince a lot more people. Except, I mean, maybe it's better they don't convince. So, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say that. It's very hard to look stuff up while I'm playing Fortnite, trying not to get shot, and having a conversation. I know. But, like, look, man. Roman Catholicism without Mary worship is just being a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> Not any different. Okay, be fair though, because obviously they don't believe Jesus is the Archangel Michael. Yet. <laughs> Never know what this new Pope's going to do. I mean, yeah, the new pope might be like, you know what? Those Jehovah's Witnesses were right all along. Everybody, we're now Jehovah's Witnesses. But I'm in charge of them. I mean, like, name me one other pastime on Clubhouse that's more fun than trolling papists. Oh, I think I found it. Hang on. I'm about to get killed by the storm. Uh, say that again about the, what, about the papist. I think I found the thing I'm looking for. I'm just saying, name one other thing that's more fun than trolling papists on Clubhouse. Come on. Giving people the gospel of our Lord and Savior? But that's, we, we don't, I mean, that is fun, but it's not, you know, ha-ha, hilarious. That's like serious stuff. Okay, okay, well. Okay, let's see. So if you were vaccinated with a non-replicating, inactivated, or RNA COVID-19 vaccine manufactured by AstraZeneca, Janssen, Moderna, Novax, or Pfizer, um, contact them. Let's see. Um, waiting period. If you're vaccinated with a live uh, COVID-19 vaccine, or uh, wait and contact if you were vaccinated with a COVID-19 vaccine but do not know if it was non-replicating. <laughs> Um, inactivated RNA-based vaccine or live uh, vaccine. There you go. So yeah, in, in the um, it's on the Red Cross redcross.org under the where is it? If anyone cares, redcross.org under the Give Blood and then Blood Donation Process and then where did it go? Crap, I was just there. Where'd it go? Um, 
there's another tab that said like um, eligibility. And there, there's a bunch of stuff there. Anyways, okay. So, oh, Joanna, hey, I just saw your hand. Please come on up. I know you'll have something to get us back on topic. No, I'm staying on topic. Um, oh. In, uh, I've, I've worked at the Red Cross. In October of 2022, there was no problem with taking the blood of a vaccinated person, but now they've changed it, just like everything keeps changing about the vaccine. And I put some links in the chat about it. Oh, thank you for posting. You're a medical professional, Joanne? I didn't know that. Now I'm old, but that's what I... <laughs> that's, what, that's what it used to be. I mean, yeah, we're about to put Nate out to pasture as well, so... If, if I'm out to pasture, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the pasture next door. <laughs> I'm an antique. Let's see. What are some of the links you uh, posted? Was it just some came, some of the stuff I was looking up, or is it different uh, things about it? Bill, you can take that 100% down now. We've seen it. What are we talking about? Bill being old. I said, I'm oh. an antique. Bill put up 100%. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the link you posted, you may still donate blood platelets or plasma after receiving COVID-19 vaccine. Knowing the name of the manufacturer of the vaccine is important in determining your blood donation eligibility. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say if it's, uh, what, uh, Pfizer, that's like a, wait, uh, Moderna was like stronger than Pfizer, right? Wasn't it like Moderna was like basically like four times the strength of Pfizer? I'm just going to go out on a limb and say those are the two that are going to affect your eligibility. I'm Moderna. I got two doses of Moderna. You got the vaccine? Oh, yeah. Well, way back in the day when it first came out, everybody was like, Ron DeSantis is like, hey, here's these vaccines, man. Oh, my gosh. And you still like DeSantis? Come on. Come on. Oh, oh, Mr. Trumpster, dumpster Trumpster <laughs> with Fauci hanging around your neck like a like a necklace made out of cocktail weenies. <laughs> hey. One of us can think for themselves enough to not get vaxxed. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. all right. I, I, Chris, I will mourn your loss. Um, well, hey, apparently um, the best they have right now is um, like super dosing of like, oh, what was it? Antioxidants and vitamin C. I mean, not like a thousand milligrams, but like I, I forget what super dose means, but like just tons and tons of uh, antioxidants and vitamin C. Um, they think can diminish some of the uh, nastier effects. So, uh, Chris, buy a bunch of oranges and uh, tea. I drink ginger tea and eat a bunch of oranges every day. So. <clears throat> All right. Um, I like me some ginger tea, although I almost did set the house on fire um, <laughs> with ginger tea. So put me off of it for a bit. I, I like. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna boil this pot of ginger, you know, so make some ginger tea." And I totally forgot about it. And like an hour later, I'm like smelling something, and it smells burning. 
and literally the entire pot had turned black and the ginger when I opened the lid literally caught fire because it got oxygen because the lid was on it and it was like that burnt and it just caught fire and I was like ah and I put the lid back on it yeah it was not my finest hour is there like the opposite of scurvy like what what happens if you get too much vitamin c I think you just pee it out But I don't know. I'm not a doctor. We got Joanne knows she's she's a nurse. Joanne, what happens if you get too much vitamin C? Any supplement you can overdose on. Chris, if you start uh, going to the bathroom and it's just orange, maybe back off a little. <laughs> well, if it gets to that point, it's <laughs> back off. Wait a minute. What if, what if it glows in the dark? What do I do then? Just um, keep the light on. Oh, all right. He'll yeah. be a light. Keep the light on. Well, you won't even need to turn on the lights. You you will be the light. I am the light of the world. Wow. You know, I was going to make you get struck by lightning. That's it. Especially the Oneg people are so rare and a pint of O negative donations saves so many babies because they just need a tablespoon at a time. Newborns. And so this is really gonna put a damper on life saving. Mm. It's always the babies that get clobbered. Everything we do in our modern society, we're just like, nah, we're just going to, whatever. It's just babies. Just clobber the babies. It's fine. Because it's what the devil wants. What's the babies, Chris? Hey, Nate. <laughs> Beg to differ just said that your room is like the southern border under Biden. That's a pretty good comment. I love it. I think it I'm not sure what it means. It. But, the southern uh, border yeah. On, if that... Southern border under Biden. Um, if that's just how we just like accept everyone and nothing, no, no comment or person is barred. Is that where we're going with this? I don't know. I want to know. Can you, can you elaborate on that? Good before times. we deport you. <laughs> the only one who gets deported. <laughs> oh, what do you bet? If someone came across the border and they're like from Ireland or from like, you know, like the Netherlands, like we're here because blah blah blah. We're fleeing our you know repressive government who's taking away our farmland or blah blah blah. Or South African, and they're just like <clears throat> instantly deported. That'd be like the only type of people like the administration would deport. Yeah, people with actual skills. Like, hey, I have a, I have an advanced degree in whatever farming. <laughs> I, I have those. Like all the like uh, FAMU and like all the. MU, like all the agricultural universities, like Texas A&M, Agricultural and Machinery? I don't know. Um, like get all of them agricultural. Oppressor. Eh? I was saying, they'd be like, get out of here, oppressor. Right, yeah. Well, like, people got advanced degrees in agriculture, and that's one of the ways yeah. that the United States, like, brought up its agriculture. So...
Like Florida, University of Florida was originally an agricultural university, I believe. And they still have a massive agriculture program. Well, Chris, you do have a real life, uh, real life fan. Uh, one of my, one of my friends, um, who, who kind of listens, they, uh, they're always uh, singing your praises. They're like, man, he, he gets a little uh, rough around the edges sometimes, but, uh, man, I really appreciate all the, all the knowledge he has and all the, all the history he goes into. I'm like, I know if we could just like, you know, give him a little, uh, chamomile tea or something before he starts. Right. But, uh, just a little hit of uh, methadone or something. That's, that's yeah, like, you know, man. Is that I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything don't about know. drugs. Um, What's a drug? Exactly. Yeah, man. Just hey, just be glad you're not in the field anymore, where you can wear. Apparently, you can wear like gloves and still get killed by picking up fentanyl the wrong way. <clears throat> oh, someone was just telling me they're a paramedic um, at my church group, and they said um, they they knew some officer because uh, they were talking about like saving lives and how they're not going to do. Um, uh, like mouth to mouth, like they use their their little machine or whatever. Um, yeah. But they were saying like it was an emergency one time, and like cops don't have the same uh, access to the same equipment. So like it was like a, a baby, and this uh, cops like okay, it's a baby. Like I, so they they gave like mouth to mouth resuscitation on this baby, end up getting AIDS because the mama had AIDS, the baby is born with AIDS, and now the cop got AIDS. I'm like, are you kidding? Really? From just mouth? I didn't think that was possible. I thought That's it had what he to said. Be blood yeah well, i mean like well i mean maybe tale. i mean they were they were surmising like well i mean it's a guy i know and it seems like you know it was a pretty legit story so like that was one of the questions people ask and they were surmising like you know maybe he had like a some kind of like cut or something like that in his mouth or something but um yeah. maybe maybe he brushed his gums too hard that morning well maybe oh, i guess man. that happens for a lot of people right apparently my dentist wants to charge like 40 dollars for like antibacterial uh, antibiotic um, irrigation for teeth cleaning. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? They're like, oh, it's something we always do and no insurance pays. I'm like, because it's stupid. They're like, well, sometimes teeth like, you know, bleed and gums bleed a lot. And we have to do it to see what we're doing. I'm like, dude, I'm like, for like 2% of cases, like, no, this is a scam. I'm like, people are <clears throat> walking cases of gingivitis where you try to clean their gums and it just like gushes blood everywhere. I'm like, no. I'm like, I am not paying for that no. Like, dude, dentist office are the biggest scams. Man, I'll give you the 40 bucks, dude. Go get your teeth taken care of. Jeez. I, oh, my gosh. See where we're going with this. <laughs> the point is, I tried to switch dentists because I thought the other dentist um, was kind of like a scam, driving up the prices, selling, like upselling everything. It was annoying. Um, so I moved to a different dentist that I thought would be better. Turns out, no, it's even worse. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, no, on principle, I am not paying. Like, uh, routine uh, preventative care should not cost anything, and it never has for me. But um, I'm like, no, if insurance doesn't cover it, don't do it. So every other time, you know, I, I walk in, I'm like, hey, and uh, I'm like, here you go, time for my uh, appointment. They clean it, no charge, I leave. This time, it's the first time I've ever seen some sort of like antibiotic irrigation. I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. Do you floss, Chris? Yes. See, you probably wouldn't have you wouldn't have any issues with that then. It's like if you're like remotely hygienic, you're not gonna have like someone touch your gums and just like start gushing blood or whatever it is they're trying to like 
excuse I mean, for their overpricing. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm just going to do whatever the dentist says. I'm just one of those people, man. I'm just going to be like, all right, fine, charge me the 40 bucks. That's probably why I got vaxxed, too. I don't know. I'm a sheep. I'm a sheep, Nate. I'm, one, I'm, I mean, a, I'm a dumb sheep, and Jesus is constantly using his crook, and he's smacking me on the head, and he's like, nah, you're going the wrong direction. I'm like, nah, but that cliff over there looked really good. <laughs> like, really good. And he's like, nah. And then I get smacked on the head, man. And, uh, you know, that's what happens. I'm a sheep. I, I mean, to, I mean to feel bad about taking the vax. I'm t I'm, I don't feel bad. I'm a sheep. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm just grazing along, doing my stuff, not really looking. I'm just walking while I'm grazing. And all of a sudden, thwack! Get a thwack on the head. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I guess I was going in the wrong direction. Because I'm just swimming along. Bah. 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 You even did that better than me. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm like all about the sheepness. Ooh, Matt can tell us about the problem of the one in a many, about like particular sheep and the ideal sheep. I don't know. I can't do the problem of the one in the many. Matt is an expert at it. He's really good at it. Wanna run down the problem of the one in the many? I think we put him to sleep. Yeah, it's the dulcet tones of our voices. They tend to put people to sleep. This is why your podcast is popular, Nate. People put it on at like midnight. To go to bed. <laughs> and they're going to bed. And then Steph comes on or something, and then me and her start yelling at each other, and that wakes people up. And they're like, I'm skipping that episode. You think you two will ever reconcile without saying like, oh, she stops being a demon or, you know, breathing fire out of her eyes or something like that? Probably just no. Not short of, like, divine intervention? I mean, you know, not short of divine intervention. Nah. That's too bad. Oh, it's all good. I mean, you know, if she was still on your Discord, we could probably talk things out, but she rage quit, man. Yeah. Sucks. Oh, well. But she did take all the papists with her, which, that's a bonus. Well, I'd like no, to have I... Steph back and then, like, get... get you know, but without the papists. I, I mean, the the couple, couple, and we're calling like Edo a papist too, right? Because even though he's like Oriole and Orthodox, I mean, same thing, right? Apostolic. So, I mean, if you carry water for him so long, then I mean, he was defending the Pope, like on all the you know gay marriage blessing stuff. Like, you know, he was he was right there defending him. <laughs> so I mean, I guess you could be a papist without being Catholic. Um, you probably oh, a papist without even being religious. That dude doesn't even believe in the hypostatic union, man. Huh. Yeah, I don't know what he actually believes because it was just always like, you know, arguing against like Mary worship and the sinlessness of Mary and all this stuff. Um, where's I going with that? Oh, yeah, that, that was the straw that finally did it. Like, I, I just couldn't. I'm like, look, I, it, it's easier to haggle with atheists who, um, you know, have some sort of reason for not knowing this. Like, you know, the God of this world's blinding their eyes or you know, some other way of excusing um, this stuff. But other other people that say they're Christians and then kind of, like, go down this track, it's like, just how? Like, how? It's the Proto-Evangelion of James, man. It's like Mary going to the Holy of Holies and living there from the time she was three until the time she was ready to meet Joseph. 
It's where she lived, man. She lived in the temple, in the Holy of Holies, being fed by angels, magic food. Man. With the magic. What did you think about that conversation yesterday? I mean, from our point of view, it doesn't matter how it happens. But, you know, do you have any thoughts on miracles? Like, it's just just because, like, you don't worry about mechanics. Or, you know, if God spoke and, you know, there's, like, different sci-fi dimensions. Like, sure, maybe that's how it happened. Maybe it's completely scientific. If we live long enough, we'll be like, oh, hey, it wasn't uh, magic. It was just uh, interacting with different dimensions. And, yeah, God is real. And these are definitely miracles. And this is why, though. Uh, because it's like different dimensions interacting with each, with each other, or I don't know. Do you even do you have thoughts on that? Is that is that too? I mean, yeah. Like, so in the seventies, it was super popular to try to explain the miracle in like Christian circles. I'm not talking like atheist circles, but like in Christian circles, it became really popular to try to explain the miracles through some type of scientific explanation. So like. The popular one was like the parting of the Red Sea and like, oh, there's this weather front that can cause this thing and like da 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 and, you know, but it ignores a bunch of the text, like how the children of Israel walked on, it literally says dry ground and, you know, and they saw the sea part. So how did the ground dry that quickly? Um, that kind of thing. So it's like, and even if it did dry that quickly, what kind of ground was it? I mean, it was probably like sandy bottom of, you know, the Red Sea. I got to imagine it would have been difficult to walk on, but apparently like a million people could walk right through it and it'd be no problem. So, you know, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of stuff like that. So like, do I think there will ever be a naturalistic explanation for say the resurrection of Jesus? No, like there's just not going to be you know, God working in 23 dimensions that's going to bring about the resurrection of Jesus, right? So I think a lot of the the miracles are like walking on water or like, you know, any of the, you know, water into wine or feeding of the 5,000. I don't think there's going to be any ex, like rational or natural explanation for how five loaves and seven fishes turns into food for 5,000 people with leftovers, you know, like I just, I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, again, from our position, like it doesn't matter, right? Like, you know, if, if you know this God and you, you can, it's a lot easier to trust this God and just be like, Hey, you got this. It's above my pay grade. It, it doesn't matter. And you know, the way that's seen from critics is like, Oh, you're so gullible. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, no, like it, I would think it was gullibility if I only had the information that you claim to have and deny this whole, you know, like the entire I don't know how much spirituality makes up of the Bible, like a hundred percent. I mean, you know, like every, every natural claim, there's a supernatural God behind it. Um, so, well, I guess there's some just mundane stuff, but I mean, you know, it's, it, if you deny that all the spiritual stuff and this like connection to God or this relationship with Jesus or that stuff, then yeah, I'd think it was gullible too. But you know, we actually believe this stuff is real. So um, we have more data that we're considering that you're just not. Um, so it doesn't, it's easy to trust God, um, with that additional stuff that we're considering that you're not. So, you know, if it's dimensions, if it's naturally, if it's just because, you know, um, God says, Hey, just make this happen. 
and it just happens in a way that you can never explain if you had all the knowledge in the world. Um, fine, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, you're 100% right about that. Like, the mechanism by which God chooses to instantiate whatever miracle we're talking about. You know, this is kind of the point I was trying to make with the atheists yesterday was like, look, the reason I believe Jesus walked on water is not because there's this overwhelming empirical evidence that Jesus walked on water. It's because Jesus walked on water because I know that he raised from the dead. And I know that when, you know, the apostle or the, you know, the writer, the close associate of the apostle is writing about Jesus walking on water and he is attesting to the resurrection power of Jesus, I have every reason to believe that that is correct. And it's not a logical fallacy and it's not that I'm stretching. It's that, you know, here's this thing, this event that occurred that you cannot deny, which is the resurrection of Jesus. Many have tried, all have failed. Um, and yet, you know, we have this excellent evidence that he, he raised from the dead. So what reason do I have after accepting that evidence not to believe, like Michael says, you know, like, well, once you believe in somebody literally raising themselves from the dead, all bets are off. Like, everything can happen. Like, tapping the rock and getting water, no problem. You know, the donkey talking, no problem. Like, you know, like whatever it is, you know, it's it just that kind of thing doesn't take, it doesn't require a lot of faith for me to believe in the miracles throughout the scripture because the faith has been granted to us as a gift for understanding the resurrection. Yes. Anyone else have anything to say? E-bike. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. How are uh, you doing? I want to say, if God can make an atheist talk, he should be able to make a donkey talk, too. <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty much the same. Pretty, same, pretty much the same thing. How you been, E-bike? <laughs> it's been a while. I've been all right. Thanks for asking. I never understood the whole e-bike thing. Do you like have a bunch of e-bikes? Do you make e-bikes? Do you I ride e-bikes? Yeah, I just have an e-bike. I ride it a lot. So I'm a, I'm a bicycle enthusiast, I guess, and a Christian enthusiast. So I have an e-bike, and I, I ride it almost every day. I love it. I use it to take my dog for a walk, and I, I get irritated very much so when I, I pass all my, all my neighbors and stuff. They're like, don't look like you're getting much exercise or you're cheating. Ah, like I'm cheating at what? If I'm trying to get exercise and I'm using my electric bike to do it, then yes, I'm cheating. If I'm trying to get some fresh air and get my dog some exercise so he's not like psychotic and like bouncing off the walls, then no, I'm not cheating. Sorry, it's just kind of one of my buttons. <laughs> mm. I've got an e-bike as well. It's called a motorcycle. It's fast. You have an electric motorcycle? No, they make those, but I have a gas-powered motorcycle that I so built. So, not an e-bike at all, then. Well, the cool I mean, thing about the e-bicycle is you can take it on like places you can't take a 
motorbike, like a bike trail and stuff. Yeah. It's like what, um, it's like a class, like class two and class three, like class two, you can, or something like that, or I guess it depends on the state, but I know there's like class two, you can, and, and yeah. I mean, I love it, man. Like our, our neighborhood is like got quite the, uh, like community, um, like community buildup. There's all kinds of like, uh, trails and paths and stuff like that around here. So it's really fun to uh, just get out and kind of explore and ride around and, and especially like, even if. If you want to exercise, that's one of the things I do like um, about the e-bike is the ability that if you um, if you wanted to, you could do manual power and like get a super workout because mine weighs like 70 pounds. Um, but then you could go like 20 miles and at the end of 20 miles, you're like, okay, I'm dead tired. Like I've gone really far. I don't have enough energy. I guess I'm just stuck now. Like you could push yourself farther and not have to worry about the return drive because on the return drive, it's like, all right, I've got my exercise. Now I'm just going to cruise back home nice and quick. I like them. I'm a fan. I think if, as far as electric uh, vehicles go, that is by far um, the winner. That, that's the most efficient. It's sustainable, small battery, big return, the most bang for your buck um, compared to like cars where it's horribly inefficient. Or you could just be a man. Or you can just trying to think of something mean but holy to say <laughs> uh, well good morning michael but uh, before michael i i don't recognize dog so let's let's say hi to dog real quick since i don't think i have ever talked to them before what's up dog anything on your mind hello how are you uh good uh no i'm just listening okay uh michael what's up Oh, I love the smell of toxic masculinity in the morning. Um, Wait, from oh, from Chris. From Chris, yeah. Like, Be a man. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna hate me. I just, uh, I just ordered a uh, electric vehicle yesterday, so he's gonna hate me. Oh, well, I don't hate you at all. Her, just finish I'm your latte. I'm gonna laugh at you like, when it doesn't run in the middle of the winter, but you know. Just finish that's... your lot, Starbucks latte in your tight hot yoga pants. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I yeah, yeah. Wait that's a a, Does Michael a have super tight yoga pants? Because I don't, I don't know what to do with that. So it's, it's funny. One of the things that my wife has said is one of the things she hates about me is how nice my legs are. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, I don't own any yoga pants. I think, I think yoga is a, is a form of, uh, is a form of torture, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. What else is going on this morning? Um, well, besides that, um, looks like I'm about to die in Fortnite. Oh boy, here it goes. Here it goes. I'm dead. Oh. Problem with Fortnite is resurrection happens all the time. It's called respawning, Chris. I know. It's different. What would happen if, like, <clears throat> there are some video games where if you die once, you just it ends the video game and you got to buy it again, which I think is great. What? Yeah. Like name a like, game. Nope, I don't. You get one before. life. You get one life and then you die. It's like sorry, it's like real oh, like life. you gotta. You mean you gotta like put another quarter in the old person arcade, or like you gotta nah, rebuy like, an entire video game? Like no, you just like your character's just dead. Yeah, and like you know you have to do another character like start from. Didn't scratch. some of the Final Fantasies or something used to be like that, or or? Huh, I don't. I don't remember. Anyways, yeah, Michael. As you can see, absolutely not much is going on this morning. 
Oh, uh, we did talk about chest milk. Maybe Michael wants to weigh in on the chest milk. Uh, what? Sorry. It was the uh, UK study how um, trans women, dudes, um, who want to produce breast milk for their kids, um, how through a bunch of like chemical cocktails, um, they can produce something out of them that they are calling breast milk, and they're they're saying that that is just as good as um, you know regular traditional female milk, biological female breast milk. And, um, but then like the warning labels on it are like, no, this is not good. Do not give this to children. Like it can harm them and blah, 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 blah. So like they say one thing, but then what they print on the label is very, very different. Well, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, that's, I've, I'm hearing this for the first time. Um, it's like, so on, on the face of it, it's interesting. So, um, it is a slap in the face to the ridiculous idea of creation because men have mammary glands. Um, and, and yes, uh, you know, like there, there, there are so many, um, similarities between like, so, um, you know, much to Chris's chagrin, uh, you know, talking about his masculine motorcycle, much to Chris's chagrin, he has a boatload of estrogen running through his system. He just, has yeah, he, does. To, he, he just has more testosterone, right? Um, if, you know, had, you know, had a, had a, had a chromosomal switch happen during Chris's development, his, his testicles would have become his ovaries in a woman, right? And <clears throat> there are just so many things that, that make the idea of something like Adam and Eve and creation just bonkers ridiculous. And it is, it, it is just in the face of it. Like you just look at it and say, yeah, this is, this is the proof that the silly stories never happened. Now, addressing what you were saying, I think that the idea of, of using chemicals to, uh, you know, to, to change that kind of uh, biology, to make it so that um, a biological male who went through the transitioning process would lactate um, could be, could be dangerous. Like, I have no idea. Like, I'm not a doctor. I only play one on TV sometimes. So I, I don't know what kind of chemicals they'd be using. So, like, for example, if they were using things like uh, estrogen or progesterone or things that are naturally produced by, uh, by a woman's body, I don't know. But if they're using some other weird chemical to do it, yeah, that could be dangerous. There's also a lot more to lactation than just the produ- production of breast milk. Like, for the first, I think for the first week or more, uh, what's produced by the breast is not milk at all. It's something called colostrum which um, has a boatload of antibodies and all kinds of really, really good stuff for, for, for young babies. Um, and I don't know if, if that kind of thing can be reproduced that way. I have no idea. Um, but I'd be very skeptical of something like that. Like for the same reason, I'd be skeptical of using some type of chemical to grow a plant in my backyard that I was going to eat. Like I'd be skeptical for the same reasons, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I'd like to back up to the very beginning thing though. When you said that is proof, um, I like to think if you thought about that for a minute, you'd say, okay, fine. It's not proof. It may be evidence, or you would say, um, you know, very, very strong evidence, but I, I don't think you would say proof because if you can't show it, you don't know it, right? Peace be upon R and raw. Um, so you may say strong evidence and I may even say, well, you know, I would agree it's evidence. It's anything that supports your case. Um, I would just say it's, it's unconvincing to me. Um, so I, I would say that. And then secondly, let's see, um, 
or maybe that's enough for now. Chris, do you want to wait in wait in on the the chest feeding points, if any? I mean, oh, I'm man. glad I'm glad to hear that Michael hasn't fully bought into the propaganda. That's great. And Michael, someone in chat wanted me to uh, make sh uh, wanted to know if there was time to reiterate that you were never a Christian. Um, so to save some time, I'll just be uh, Michael. You are fully aware of that as an argument, um, but you don't buy into it. I guess is that the summarization? Well, so who was it? Was it baptized? Was it who was it? Um, I don't know. I can't. I can't look at my phone right now. Um, but no, it's it's interesting. I hear that all the time. Uh, you know, what, what, I forget what part it says. Where, where I forget where it is in the Bible. It says, you know, if you left us, you were never with us. All that other stuff. It's fine, whatever. But you know, as Chris would say, it's all part of God's plan in the first place, right? It was all written from the beginning. So, I, I'm doing I'm doing precisely what God wants me to do. No, and I have no I have no say in this. That's one hundred percent not true. I'm taking the evil Calvinist perspective, Chris. You'll have to forgive me. Oh, okay. You're taking the you're taking the straw man of Calvinism. Wait, is Chris the nice Calvinist? Yes. All right. Well, explain your <laughs> you nice. Never Calvinism. heard this. I, I found my hat of charity, uh, Nate. Yeah. Chris, be nice, Calvinist. All right. Explain to Michael why it's 100% not true. Uh, because God has prescriptive will. Prescriptive will is that all men should repent and believe. But his permissive will allows me to, to, to blaspheme. Yes. It allow, his permissive will allows you to exercise that var free will that you got to reject him and to, you know, buy into thinking that you know every single fact that the universe has ever produced and that you are omniscient. Which that's oh, fun. talk about straw man. When on I earth mean, did you I know. say something like that? Oh, it's just the it's just the logical <laughs> implications. No, it's not. A, there's no implication in that whatsoever. <laughs> that's good though. You don't 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 crack jokes quite like that. You're gonna make me drive off the road. <laughs> no, there, no. I, I, I think there's truth to what he's saying because you're you're making like human reasoning the final judge of authority of what is. So, so do you even like yeah? So do you? No, I make I have God who's the no no you you positively you the only way the only way the only I'm just gonna be really clear the only is way, it the only way the only way you interpret the world is through your senses. So even though you think you start with God, you don't. You start with the reliability of your senses. Sorry, no. that's just that's just the way. No, I'm sorry. Even if even if you talk about receiving, even if you have a relevatory epistemology, like our friend Ding Dong likes to say, the only way you receive that relevatory epistemology is through your senses. I said this to Matt Slick about a month or so ago when I was talking to him, and it is just a fact of the matter. It doesn't matter what you believe. Like Nate would say, facts don't care about your feelings. You interpret the world through your senses. Sorry, that's just life. Yeah, but we... We have um, foundational beliefs that come before your senses, and really? those affect. Yeah, like and those what? Give like, me a foundational uh, belief that you didn't. Give me a foundational belief that you didn't acquire. Terribly. By 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 relying on your senses. It ain't well, I have I have a clarifying <laughs> question about that. So, are, are you saying at all or first? Because, I mean, I don't think a lot of us. Got, I, I'm just thinking out loud. Um, but just are, are you saying we we only got to a belief of God through like our five senses? Because I would think that would be one of the least ways. Again, I'm thinking out loud because I didn't get 
to my belief in God through, you know, taste, sight, feel, um, you know, hear, hearing, what, whatever. Um, it was it was through reasoning, through my consciousness. Um, so how how can you say that the only way we can get to a God belief is through our five senses? That's like consciousness is not a sense. So how do you get there? When you take in information, right? In order to reason, you have to take in information. The only way to take in information is through your senses. Where that is, is, what's is what, the cerebral? That, that's what Chris would just say. That's a logical. That's a logical implication. But where's the cerebral sense? I, I don't. I don't know. What do you mean by cerebral sense? Like how you how you think about it through consciousness and like thought. Like those aren't those aren't senses. The closest you could get is is touch because it's like squishy parts of physical matter in your brain. But that's not that doesn't really apply. So th there's like I, I would think there's a deeper level because if you say like touch and sight by like reading the Bible. I mean, I guess you could make that case, but that's still pretty far away um, because then you have to think about what you saw and you have to use your consciousness that I believe is put there by God um, to, to reason. Like reason is not a sense. No, re no and, and that's and like, I'll just say it again. No, reason is not a sense, but the only way you can reason, like, like what do you reason about? You reason uh -huh. about, you reason about the inputs that your senses take in. Okay, right. so, so this is this is actually Matt Yester's specialty. Uh, Nate might want, might want to. He's unmuted there. I think maybe you can give a crack at it. Oh, sure, go ahead, Matt. Well, how's his, his epistemology of Gothic out? If you just have matter hitting the eyeball, or just photons hitting the eyeball, there's no information there. It's just a matter of clanging around. If you get uh, cognition from that, yeah. What's wrong with that? Uh, uh, where do you get cognition from that? So. Okay, so what you're talking about is the mind, right? So the mind Are is you talking about the, the mind? mind is what the brain the mind is what the brain does, unless you can demonstrate differently. So is it action? What, what do you mean? Is the mind action? The mind is brain? Is it something distinct from the brain? Is the mind distinct from the brain? No, no. The mind is a byproduct of the brain. Without it, so when well, your brain is when your brain is gone. Like, despite what you happen to believe, Michael, Michael, and, and I think look, you and I have spoken look, about this before. Michael, Michael, I'm sorry. No, 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 I was in the middle of a thought. I was in the middle of a thought. Hold on. In the middle of a thought, and I'm going to finish my thought. So we have plenty of time, everyone. Yeah. So, so what I was saying is, is that the mind is a byproduct of the brain. So I know you believe that a mind can be, can exist extent of brain. Unfortunately, we have no evidence to suggest that that's even possible outside of your presuppositions. So because the mind is a byproduct of the brain, like when your brain dies, everything about Matt will cease to be, despite what you believe. So, so, so when you say, does the mind act in the brain? No, it's a manifestation of the brain. And, and we know that consciousness comes from that. Like consciousness and the mind come from the brain. They are byproducts of the brain. And the only way you can get around that is through your theological presupposition. I'm sorry. Um, just... Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, Matt can respond. But again, Michael, I just, you know, mining our P's and Q's, uh, you said despite what you believe, you're just going to cease. We don't know that. We can't prove that. So if you don't know it, or if you can't show it, you don't know it. You you surmise that. I mean, anyways, okay. Uh, Matt, go ahead. Uh, Matt? Oh, he's on a call. Um, I, I beg. Uh, you wanted to be part of this, too. Uh, go ahead if you'd like to say anything. Yeah, um, it was to Michael. 
but let me ask you a question, Nate, because I don't know. You believe in eternal security? Yeah. Okay. So if a if a person was ever a Christian, they still are. Um, so what I was trying to say to Michael, I've said it before, but I've, I hear him say again that when he phrases like when he was a Christian, but he was never a Christian. And uh, that's based on his own words. Uh, so he says there is no God. Well, if there is no God, then Jesus Christ was not raised from the dead. That's his testimony, Jesus Christ. Not necessarily his testimony, that's his belief that Jesus Christ was not raised from the dead. So then he was never a Christian. However, if he was a Christian in the past, then he still is one now. Um, not because of what I say, because, because of what God says. Uh, one of those verses in 2 Corinthians one twenty two. Did he get a call too? What was that? Um, okay. Thank you. You're welcome for that robot or whoever it was that's talking. All right. So there are people who think they're saved, but they're not saved. We know this from what Jesus said in Matthew. There are many who will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not? And those people are going to wind up in hell. But they, they, they thought they were on the right path, just like Michael. Michael. Oh, you're, you're cutting out there. I'm not sure if you're aware, but you're cutting out a little bit. What the heck yeah. is going on today? Yeah, what is going on? Oh, hold on. No, I'd, I'd say it's the I'd say it's the devil, but I'd say it's the devil, but that's made up too. Yeah, you know. Um, I think Matt is back. Bag. Maybe maybe. Yeah, Matt right, right, yeah, yeah. You would say which way you buy the braid. You said it's the byproduct. They brought up two things: braid that buys. Okay. So it said, hold on, back up the chart there. That's what you said. So they would say it would be two distinct things. One's the byproduct of the other. They're not synonymous. Got it, Mike? That, that's a theological presupposition. No, no. No, sorry. Yeah, it is. It's completely. Oh, how did I lose you there? Why do you believe that? No, no. Why you you told that? me, we heard your statement. Did he say the buy is a byproduct of the very guys? Did we hear him say that? Do you want to retract Correct. that statement? Because that's what you said. That's where I try to get you to stop, but you wouldn't stop. So what's your problem? <laughs> I said, hold on, back of the truck. You just said which we two distinct things there. You said what's the byproduct of the other? That means there's two distinct things, Michael, that you stated. I want to nail you on that. Let's stop there. Okay? So they're not synonymous. Mine is not synonymous with brain. You said it's the byproduct of the brain. So what is the mind? Besides just the word byproduct, what is it ontologically? Well, um, what is the mind? It's something distinct the for the brain. No, I don't believe that. Well, you said it's byproduct that? of the other. Yeah. Those are two distinct yeah. objects, right? Objects is, of what you say no, you know. The brain no, and the mind. No. Then then perhaps my words are Don't be correct. sloppy. Okay. Like, let's. you want to reset and okay. say clearly what you be because I thought you were saying it clearly that for I could deal with what you said. So what you did say. What I also said was the mind is what the brain does. Right? Do you believe differently than that? So you mean function is not a byproduct. You're saying function but okay, yes. So like I said, I used the wrong word. 
So, so if the mind is what the brain does, the function, do you believe differently? Do you believe the, do you believe a mind can exist? The synonymous brain? brain. With the ash of the brain. No, not, no, not synonymous. No, I don't believe that that's the case. Well, is the brain action? Um, is the mind the action of the brain? Maybe. What do you mean by function then? Action, function? Pick you any said verb function. you want. Pick a verb. It doesn't, it, Matt, Matt, it doesn't matter There's what words we use in this though, case. We have a problem with that. Okay, There's so what's the verbs. problem with it? What's the problem with that? I didn't say it's a problem. I'm trying to get you to be clear here and distinct. I'm being as clear as I know how to be. Why don't you get to your point? No, I'm not. Do you, no. do you, do you, you want to walk through it or do you want to like nip it in the butt in like 30 seconds? Yeah. Do you believe or a mind? Do rush rush or what? Do you believe a mind do rush rush? exists extend the brain? No, ask of the naturalist. So I said, when a photon hits a eyeball, that's just matter clanging into other matter. Or the hand hits, say, something tactile and you just have a, a, a just matter run into matter there. You know, where yeah, do you get cognition of yeah, that? that's what I believe. Where do you get I'm cognition sorry? for that? How does that generate cognition? How does that generate cognition? So when you, okay, so when, when an action happens, okay, the inputs go into your brain and then your brain thinks about it. You said you need the senses or for the reasoning process to kickstart. So I'm saying, you yes. have this matter client around. Where do you get the kickstart of cognition from the sense? Oh, okay. So okay, that's so a prerequisite okay. for reasoning. Mm, so the no, Bible's so. rasa, there's no reasoning going on. Matter clients to other matter. Where do you get cognition for that? Reasoning. And where does reasoning come from? Where, what? Reasoning is not innate? The question is being thrown your way, sir, on your okay. terms. So sure. since the sense is a prerequisite, which would be just matter claiming the eyeball, other matter claiming other matter, or sure. you know, any or pick out your sense you want, that's just matter yeah. claiming other matter. We get reasoning from that. Since that's a precursor okay. for reasoning. Okay, I'll say it again. Okay, I'll say it again. I don't so want you to repeat when... yourself. I want you to answer the question that I just so, asked okay. you. All right. But dodge I'm... No, I'm, I'm not Everyone dodging. knows what I just asked you, Michael. That that's fine. So you want to dodge, deflect? Okay, Matt. I'm I'm going I'm going to say this once. You and I have interacted many answer times. Answer that question the then. Quick be okay. You and I have interacted many times in the past. Yeah, answer I the question. Going... Like, quit milking it. Dude. Delay, delay, delay. Okay. I'm Come going on. Matt. Okay, I'll repeat the question. The... Oh my gosh. Time. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Chill, chill, chill. Be a little less combative. Like I'm ready to like Bye-bye. smother a kitten or Bye-bye. something. Bye-bye. I can repeat the question for a third time, bud. What? No, you don't need to repeat. Everyone the knows question. what I'm asking you. Okay, you know what? Nate, cool. I'm you have an answer. Guy. I'm done with this guy. You have an answer? Yeah, flaky. There you go. No, I'm no Matt. Yeah, I'm, I'm choosing to no longer. Yeah, interact hey, hang on, with hang on, hang on. I'm done. I'm done. No. Yeah, like I, I, I've already asked. Like that's the one thing I don't want. Like civil discussions. Like tell people they're stupid. Tell them you hate them. Tell them whatever you want. But like stop badgering. Like that that just bugs me to no end. Um, no hard feels, Matt. But yeah, I mean, I, I did ask, and he kept going. Um. Ah, does anyone think that's accomplishing anything? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'd like to know Michael's answer to the question. I would like to know the answer. Um, so somewhere between like filibustering and badgering the witness, like I, I don't know what the perfect answer is. It's for people to be like, you know, decent humans and just like have a conversation. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what the right answer is. So I think, uh, yeah, Nate, I apologize if I got a little out of hand there. It wasn't my intention. Um so, yeah, unfortunately, Matt and I have had unfortunate interactions before. 
<clears throat> and being that he's a, a minion of, of Ding Dong, it, it never seems to go well. But anyway, that aside. Um, so it, it seems to me that the mind is what the brain does. So the mind intakes information through stimuli. We receive the stimuli through our senses. And from that, cognition starts and we reason. That's how we read. We reason Ooh. based on inputs. Wait, wait, wait. How does cognition? The question is not, is there cognition? The question is, how do you get from the physical to cognition? Oh, the, oh okay. Okay, that's really clear. And if that's what Matt, Matt was asking, then if Matt's still listening, I'd say, Matt, take a lesson from Chris and learn how to ask a question more coherently. Well, wait um, a minute. Wait a minute. Well, Matt, let's not trash people question. who aren't here. So, right, well, Matt's so, still here, but Matt, Matt, in the chat... Is that your question? How do we get from the physical processes to the cognition? Because I'm just I'm trying to so like I don't I'm trying it. to follow along. Yeah, and and if that is if that is in fact like well, let's just say like like Chris, is that your question? I'm just learning presuppositional apologetics. Matt is teaching me, so I oh no, don't learn, that. don't learn. No, please be, jump off that ship. Just drown instead. Um, what, but what I would say is, if that's your question. My answer is I don't know. Hey, let's give this more chance. Yeah, Matt. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be nice if, you know, Michael, you didn't do what some would consider filibustering. And Matt, it would be great if uh, you wouldn't, like, be so badgering and combative. There's well, no shortage. Badgering filibusters. Did I call that on it? What? Like I just did? No badgering. Yeah. Well, let's save the question three times while he dodges and prevaricates. The deflects? No. Yeah, what Chris just asserted, and maybe I wasn't very clear about language, how you go from non-cognitive uh, non sense experience, there's no cognition going on there, to cognition. The matter just clanging around, they get cognition from it as a necessary precursor. I go, explain. You just asserted, it just does it. I didn't hear any explanation. You went from non-cognition to cognition. Well, that's assertive there. You went from the exact opposite of what it's doing. From dog cognition, just matter claiming to do an eyeball. That's not cognition going on there. That's just matter claiming to other matter. You say you get cognition from that dog cognitive process of just matter claiming together. I didn't hear an answer to that dilemma. So, so Matt, so like, then let's. So Michael just conceded he does not know how you go from the physical process to. So cognition. as he asserted, he can't defend it. So, yeah, I guess, like, so what my next question for you would be then is, like, what is the next step in the discussion? Is it that he has no explanation for cognition? Period. Cognition is invalid? No, but he's the one asserting, you know, so dogmatically, sense experience precedes cognition. I go, really? Explain. You just asserted it. That's not an explanation. You just asserted sense perception precedes cognition. It causes cognition. I go... Well, let's deal with that philosophically. You went from a non-cognitive process of just matter cognitive to other matter given physical laws. There's no cognizing going on there with the matter cognitive to other matter. But you're saying it just generates this cognition, reasoning. I go, explain, Michael, other than your blatant dogmatic assertions, you claim that everyone well, does this, and he has no explanation for it. He just likes to blindly dogmatically assert it. I go, well, let me just drill you with, like, Two questions, and he faltered. Well, but we have an answer, right? Like, instead of instead of belaboring the point, like, if that's correct, what Chris said, and if Michael doesn't challenge it, then Michael says, I don't know how it goes from that to that. Not belaboring, right? so I have if, to ask it three times. Well, I had to ask it once. 
It was clearly right, stated. Like you got Everyone knew he's dodging it the first time. But you got your answer, right? So he, if he says he doesn't know how that happens, then that's your answer, right? You got what you were asking? Right. And so therefore, Michael's the assertion that the hard problem of consciousness comes from some type of physical process in the brain is invalid because he simply just, he cannot, he cannot account for consciousness through his model. And so, okay. So that's really interesting. That's really interesting. So, okay. So just to respond kind of to what was, what was said, it is my, from, from my point of view, my understanding is the, the explanation that I give, the, the explanation that I gave that. You get one. Matter, said out or not. Okay. Holy. Let the guy finish. <laughs> that's my explanation. Well, let the guy okay. get through a sentence. Yeah, that would be nice. So we go so fast. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm happy to talk to Chris. You don't like talk to you, Nate. Matt, you are you a festering individual, and I am okay. done interacting with you. I mean, you know, following my convictions, I do think we should be a little harder on the Christians to hold them accountable. So, you know, I hope I don't get a whole lot of hate mail. Like, why are you joking the Christian, not the atheist? Um, well, I mean, I, I think, you know, there, there's kind of a call in Christianity to be a little more holding Christians accountable. Um, I don't know. Anyway, that's that's what I think. Um, so, yeah, I guess there's no good answer here. You guys clearly have a history and you fight back and forth. So I'm trying to just like eliminate enough of the, the nastiness as much as I can. So that's where it goes. I don't know. Sue me then, if I'm wrong. Okay, so so wait, Nate. So is Michael willing to concede the point that he's simply making an assertion without an explanation? Well, you said it, and I've reiterated it twice, and he hasn't challenged it. So, I mean, unless he says different now, I'm I'm inclined to speak for him and say, yes, that's that's three times. So, Michael, or I mean, are right, you good so with here's, that? Okay, uh, not exactly, but, it, but let me explain. And then and we can move on. I, yeah, and then we can positively move on. Okay, so here's my, my, my understanding is that matter interacts. So outside matter interacts with our matter. Like uh, Matt said, you know, photons hitting our, our ocular nerves, etc. Right. And then we take in that interaction. And then from that, we reason cognition happens. Okay. How that happens. I don't know. Now, Chris, to, to the point that you were about to make. Okay. And, and this is the point that, um, that, that presuppositionalists will common commonly make what they'll say is, your model doesn't have an explanation, okay? And, and, and this, and to the presuppositionalist, they think, and this is why, Matt, this is why, Chris, I've cautioned you against the absolute dishonesty of presuppositional apologetics in the past. And I continue to, for, for this reason specifically. Just be, so everything that I have said could be wrong. And your the model that you posit could be right, but that doesn't mean that it is. And so, and, and in, like, so if you speak to an individual, right, if somebody says, oh, you know, and I've heard people say this, you know, can, can you explain, and this is where it was eventually going to go with people like, and I won't say his name, but with, with these types of people, right? You don't have an explanation for this, right? However, it is, it is a foul. It is a non sequitur to say, you can't explain this. My does. Therefore, I'm right. No. The, the, the robustness of an argument lies in its falsifiability. If a proposition cannot be falsified, it is, it's not even right and not even wrong because it's unfalsifiable, right? And we've talked about this before. Like, we, like for example, like 
with, with other, other scientific theories, right? If you could, if you could demonstrate that what you drop doesn't fall, you could disprove gravity, right? So just because I'm, and, and it's a case that I don't necessarily have an example or have a, an explanation, sorry, for the problem of consciousness, but my ignorance on neuro, neuroscientific cognition is not evidence for your hypothesis. All it, all it's evidence of is that I don't have the answer to something. And I, I implore you, Chris, don't go like you are too smart to go pre-sub. But, but the, here's the thing, right? Is that no one is making the claim that because you don't have an answer, therefore I'm right. That's not what pre-sub would teach. What pre-sub would teach is that I'm starting from the presupposition that the Christian worldview has explanatory power. When I ask you for your worldview and you give me bald, um, you know, naturalism um, or, you know, just straight chemical processes, and we acknowledge that your worldview has no explanatory power, whereas mine has explanatory power and can be falsified, by the way, um, whereas yours is not able to be falsified because you don't even have any explanatory power to start with. I think that's where precepts are going, is that essentially your worldview has zero explanatory power, nor can it be falsified. And the very things that you're accusing precept of are the very problems in your own world. Does that make sense? Um, no, it doesn't. And I'll tell you why. Because anybody can, can posit a possible explanation to something. Right. We could sit we could sit here right now and say and make up make up a deity that that has explanatory power over all of these things. Right. But that doesn't just because something has explanatory power doesn't give it validity. Like like in in order for something to follow, in order for something to follow, it, it, it absolutely is in order for something to follow. Right. In, in order for in order for a conclusion to follow from the premises, there has to be validity and soundness. So you can posit a you can make you can put together a perfectly valid argument. But unless the premises are sound, unless you can demonstrate the soundness, the truth of the propositions, the conclusions do not necessarily follow. And that is what and this is not this is not just a problem for the Christian. Like, like I, we're in here, it's as a Christian, so we're dealing with Christianity. This is not only a problem for the Christian. This is a problem for everyone who posits any type of supernatural explanation. Because you can, it can have explanatory power. But if you can't demonstrate that it actually exists, it's this, it, then it's no, and then you throw out the trope like it's no different than saying the flying spaghetti monster or the pink unicorn or anything or the, else. Or that the chemicals can create consciousness. I Nobody mean, that is exactly the same category as the spaghetti no. monster and everything else is that you just have a different god and your god is randomness and time. Well, no, but, well, it, doesn't, problem, but it, it doesn't match the, it doesn't match the de definition of a god at all. Yeah, I, I apologize. I'm sorry. Yeah, e bike. So we judge we actually judge a worldview by its coherence, its explanatory power, and its justificatory force. That's like how we determine which worldview is gonna be the best worldview. Cause these we're talking about like 
foundational beliefs that we can't um, empirically verify that way, right? So this this is how in philosophy you determine a worldview is true. It's partly by explanatory power and coherence and all that. So, I mean, that's how we would determine which worldview is true. And God is going to be part of a worldview. He's a part of, he's like the ultimate, and any, any ultimate you have in your model of reality, you wouldn't be able to falsify because if you could falsify it, then it would not be ultimate since it's the ultimate authority over everything. So. I, I, I patently disagree with that. And, and I don't know that, and I've heard this, I've heard that term tossed out a lot before, like ultimate, you know, what is the, you know, the ultimate reality, ultimate, this, ultimate, that I don't, and like a lot of people will say ultimate truth, right? I'm not, I'm not accusing you of that, but a lot of people will say that. And like, I don't know the difference between truth and ultimate truth. Like two plus two equals four. Is that just true? Or is that ultimately true? I don't know. And so when, when you talk about like you can you can put together a perfectly like you talk about philosophy, bring it down to the lowest common denominator, like a syllogism. You can put together a perfectly valid syllogism, and it can still be wrong. And and that's why I said it goes it goes back to demonstrating the soundness of it, because you could you could be faced with like not just someone like like me. And I guess from a metaphysical perspective, I do fall like not a natural. I think at the at the lowest common denominator, it's all natural stuff. I don't think there's any supernatural stuff. Um, but you could be faced with not someone who takes a naturalist position, but you could take be faced with someone who takes another theist position, right? And accepts accept, accepts something on faith, et cetera, et cetera. And someone like me standing on the outside is faced with the same reason. And when it comes right down to it. You're, you're going to fall back on, on theological premises. And when it falls back even lower than that, especially for the Christian, at some point, you're going to have to embrace Hebrews 11.6, where it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Like, it's in your rule book. you got to have faith. Do you have a syllogism for why God doesn't exist or why you were a Christian? I have a syllogism for why uh, Syllogism? Probably not. Um... I, what's the best way to explain this? I was, how old was I? So I'm digging back into the memory banks here. I think it was 11. I think I was about 11 years old uh, at church uh, and answered an altar call. Uh, confessed with my you know, heart and mouth that uh, Jesus was Lord and that he died for my sins. Uh, asked for forgiveness. And did my best to live a Christian life until I was no longer able to. So the altar was calling you and not God. Well, I, th that's just, th that's just a saying, right? The altar call. No, I, I believe I felt, well, what would you call it? Indwelling of the Holy spirit. I believe that's what I felt at the time. When I look back on that, I think, it, I think I was filled with um, euphoria based on the environment that I was in at the time. That means it was euphoria and not the Holy Spirit. That means you. Well, th that, that's what I chalk it up. That's what I chalk it up to now. Yeah. So it was not. It, the Holy look, Spirit. if you, you want to say I wasn't a Christian, correct. cool man. Like I'm not going to lose any sleep over you calling me saying I was no, never no, a Christian. No. I just don't no, care. No. I want you to understand what you are saying. You are saying there is no God. If there is no God, yeah, I believe there's no God. Yeah. Okay. 
you understand that it is God that saves. And if there is no God, then you were not saved. Do you understand that? Well, yes, but at the top. Well, okay. So the problem is, is that you, I don't you believe your sin. You right. No. Okay. Here's here's the problem. Okay. Do you believe you're saved? I am saved. Okay. I think you're wrong. I think I was wrong, and I think you're wrong too. So if if you so so in a manner of speaking, you're saying I'm not a Christian, right? Oh no, you 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 follow the like. So my my definition of a Christian, very loosely. Is someone who follows the teachings of Jesus Christ, but that's right? Bible. I think that I think that I think that's a fairly basal definition. Do you, do you disagree that's with that definition? That's not the Bible definition. Okay, what would you call a Christian? A person who God has saved. And okay. If there's no God, God never saved you. Right. Or you. Right. If if there is but no God, is you're not God. saved either. But there is a God. That's the problem. Cruel assertion. But do you have any way to demonstrate that? Outside of faith or theology, your unbelief will not let you allow you to see. You oh, I see. Unbelief. I'm clouded. Right. Right. Well, I'm. I'm suppressing. I, I'm suppressing the truth of my unrighteousness. I understand. Yes, and this is what I want to say to you, to a whole lot of other people. You once thought you were saved, but you were not. Now you should be thankful right now that you understand that you were not a Christian. The only problem is you still think you were. The reason I say you should be thankful is because what I mentioned earlier, those people in Matthew who got to the judgment, got to Jesus and said, Lord, Lord, have we not done this, that, or the other? And Jesus said to them, Go away, I've, I never knew you. I never knew you. I'm not familiar knew. with the scripture. Right. So they learned that they were not Christians too late. They could do nothing about it at that time. Mm -hmm. If you would accept the fact that you are not a Christian right now, then there's something you can do about it. You can get saved. It's not too late for you. It was too late for them. You should be thankful. Whatever happened, I don't know what happened uh, to make you realize that you are not a Christian, even though you never realized that, because to this very day, you insist that you used to be a Christian, which you were not. If you were to realize that you were not, then maybe you could go back and do it the right way. Stop listening to altar calls and listen to the voice of the Lord. Stop feeling euphoria in your heart and feel the Holy Spirit in your heart. You have a chance to do it right. Those people didn't. You should be thankful. But you How can I tell? I'm, this is, this is very me. curious to me. This is very curious to me. How can I tell the difference between a false indwelling of the Holy Spirit and a true indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Well, you don't even believe there is a Holy Spirit, so I'm asking you how I can tell the difference. How is it that I can tell the difference? Like you keep talking about. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, like is 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 that the only difference? I'm I'm really curious. Well, first you'd have to have the Spirit to be able to know that you had the Spirit. So I have to have it first. Yeah. If you okay. think you have the spirit, you feel something, whatever you're feeling, and you're not saved, you haven't trusted in Christ, you haven't repented, you haven't believed on one who died for your sins and rose again, you're not going to have it. You could have right. I did all those things. God. I did all those things. I believed I was saved by grace through faith alone. I, I believed those things. Right. But I no longer saved. believe those things. Right. So you weren't saved then. 
okay, sure. And you aren't either. Like, I mean, I think we're just going in circles at this point because I don't think you are either. This has been a tough day for you, Michael. <laughs> You've been getting okay. from all sides. No, it's totally, it's it's totally fine. I, I have no problem. That's I have no problem funny. with 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 good vigorous discussion and i also as you're aware like i have no problem saying things like i don't know or i could be wrong i have no problem with those types of things but it's right. and and yeah like this is i am it's usually you call it a tough day for me it's actually kind of it's actually stimulating i, I find it uh, I, I find it enjoyable <laughs> otherwise i wouldn't do it right um so, but i'm not i'm not a masochist <clears throat> you don't but believe it, i'm a christian but then later on you're going to say that you were a christian you're going to insist that you were Oh no, 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 hang on a second, hang on a second. So in in my in my walk when I was doing it, I was I was as convinced and, and you you aren't you likely aren't going to believe me, and that's okay. I, I get it. I understand why. Like the Bible, like because of what the Bible says, you don't believe I'm either you don't think I'm sincere, you don't think I'm genuine, or you think I was fooled, or you think I was mistaken. And that's cool. I'm okay with that. Honestly, I really, really am. Okay. When I was in, when I was engaged in my Christian walk, I believed all of the same things you do. Like I said, I believed I was saved by grace through faith alone. I believe that I was completely unworthy. And yet, and even, even though I was unworthy, God manifest in, in God made flesh. Jesus came down died for me, was, was horribly tortured, died on a cross, rose three days later, ascended into heaven for me. Like, not just for me, obviously, but for, for everybody else. That is what I believed. I believed it with my, I believed it in all my, I would have said at the time, heart and mind and soul and spirit. I no, longer, I no longer believe that. Did you understand that not everyone who thinks they're a Christian is a Christian? Did you ever understand that? Yes, I did. But I truly believed that I was. And, and, and all you have. You truly believe that they were. Sure. Okay, so short of God himself coming down right now and telling me that I wasn't, I'm not sure how I could know the difference. I just told you. You don't believe there's a God. Therefore, God didn't save you. That's, that's your testimony. There is No, no God. it's positively <laughs> not. But, but I think at this point, we're just going in circles. Like, it, yeah, is, I, is it fair to say that... Everyone would be calling Michael a Christian if he still held to the same, you know, faith and confession he once says he did. Um, then everyone, no one would be questioning you. You would still be a Christian. So, like, this probably is probably fair, yeah. Like, this isn't even like a, a Christian thing. It's more like an eternal security thing. So, I mean, it's fair to say now, no matter what happened in the past, Michael is certainly not a Christian now. Doesn't want to be. Has no reason he thinks he needs to be. Is not now. Um, if Michael ever decides or is convicted by the God we, you know, are talking about, um, then, you know, surely Michael will become a Christian. And if he does, then it doesn't matter if he was, if he wasn't, if he still was. Like, it's almost like, you know, at, at some point, like, take the win and take the loss, like whoever that applies to, and then move on, right? Because, like, I'm sure some people, like, Michael, if you came back to Christ or, you know, turned to Christ for the first time or whatever, right mm -hmm. now, um, you would get in some kind of argument with people on here. And they were they were saying, "Welcome back, estranged brother. You were always a Christian. You were always a Christian. You've just found your way back." And um, it would be like a big clubhouse debacle. And while while the the win, it's like, guys, take the win. He's on Team Jesus. Like, let it go. Like, who cares and, if he was a yeah, Christian you, and, and came back? Like, if yeah. he's a, if he's not a Christian now, that sucks. Um, if he becomes a Christian, 
It doesn't matter if he saw the light and returned from his prodigal ways. It doesn't matter if this is the first and only time he was ever actually saved. Dude's a Christian. Dude's a Christian. Yeah, and it's interesting, right? Because, like, yeah, because we've had these discussions before. Like, and it's funny because you were asked a moment ago about eternal security, right? And um, I've had these discussions with lots of people, like the the uh, the OSAS camp, you know, once saved, always saved, versus you know, uh, conditional um, uh, salvation and stuff like that. You know, like, can you? And I've I've spoken to people like um, I think I tried to turn you on to this guy before, Nate. His name's Don. His uh, YouTube channel Standing for Truth. Um, he. He he takes the standpoint of eternal security, and he reads off Bible verses and says, you know, like you, you know, like what you, you know, if you are saved, you have present tense eternal life, and you can't lose that. So he takes the he takes the eternal, um, the eternal salvation um, perspective. And I've talked to others who take the conditional salvation, like for example, like me, right? Um, despite what some people may say, um, you know, if I was a Christian and I died, well, then I then I was always a Christian, right? So. And, and that's interesting because you'll hear different theological discussions. And I've heard interesting theological discussions on both, from both sides of that coin. And I, I actually, I genuinely find them interesting. Because, like, again, as an outsider, now I don't have a dog in this fight. But it's like, I'm curious. So, hmm, it's like, hmm, you think it's eternal security? You think it's conditional? Hmm, let's hear your arguments from both sides. I'm genuinely curious. And it's a, uh, I mean, yeah. But has has our friend Cal, Cal, Calvinist Chris? Yes. Oh, he did leave. Um, but you know, I mean, so someone who of the Calvinist perspective would say, if I if I if I die in my sin, that's the way it was always supposed to be, and if I come back to Christ, it was always supposed to be that way. And and it's and it's genuinely it's an interesting discussion for me to have with people. Yeah. Well, my thing I'm saying to you and to Joshua and people that that both that you should be thankful that you realize that you're not a Christian. The problem is me saying this, you don't realize that you were not a Christian. You still insist that you were, just as Joshua and others that think they used to be saved. You There's my buddy Josh here. Oh there he is, hey Josh. Before you get to the judgment day. And so I said those people in Matthew seven didn't get there. Yeah, in my farting words because I have to go would be, uh, I mean, obviously, the ultimate point, repent and believe the gospel. And it doesn't matter if, you know, someone thinks like some of the theology, like, uh, you know, Calvinism, like if someone twists what Calvinists would say, I'm a Calvinist apologist now, um, it's like they would they would take something and then they move a couple degrees away and pronounce judgment on that, like it absolves them of responsibility. Um, like, you know, well, if Calvinism says whatever God wants is going to happen, therefore, if I'm currently an atheist, well, I guess that's what God wants. Well, no, because you don't know the rest of your life. So if if that mindset is true and God wants you to, you know, express faith, pray to Jesus, be like, yes, I believe, I will follow you. Yes, I exercise faith that this is real and I can have eternal life, just like you say, just by asking for it um, and expressing a little faith that it is true and you exist. Yes, I'm done. Great. Um, well, then you can just as easily say, see, that's what God wanted right now for you to be an atheist until right now. So I, I think a lot of times we take a, kind of some theological bents and do a little bit of a disservice to them and use that as kind of like a pacification for, you know, the current mode of thinking. But anyways, um, I think the easiest thing is repent, believe the gospel. It is so easy. It, it, like, I mean, the only reason to really convince someone or someone should not be convinced is if honestly, as true as they can be to themselves, they just lack a belief like anything else. It's just like glaring um, 
uh, is just like like a glaring indictment of of maybe they think there is something more to it than there really is because it I don't know like if you get badgered I understand that's going to get people's Irish up or whatever and and make someone a little aggressive um, but that's not what I'm talking about like if someone's just like yeah man I don't believe it I don't believe it yep sure I don't believe it that that's like the only legitimate reason and like we talked about Romans one like I think if they did some soul searching maybe they would uncover something and be like huh it was there all along. But in their current state, I yes, I'm not going to call them a liar. I believe that what they say is is a true expression of what they they think. Um, anyway, that's that's your Jerry Springer uh, message for the day. So repent, believe the gospel. Um, it it seems very like it shouldn't be nearly as hard to um, argue people into this as if it's going to be like this huge huge debacle or huge thing like costing them lots of time and treasure and money and all this stuff. I mean. Uh, it's like, hey, do you want eternal life? Oh gosh, what do I got to do? Do I got to like, you know, uh, do all kinds of penance? Do I got to like, you know, cross mountain ranges? Do I got to make pilgrimages? No, just, you know, exercise a little faith if this Bible is true and, you know, ask Jesus for eternal life and that's it. But what else do I got to do? Nothing, nothing. God's got it from there. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I, I think the only reasonable counter to that is, look, man, I'm telling you, I just lack evidence to believe. Um, Anyway, thanks for being here. Uh, Michael, yeah, when I said, uh, you know, tough day, it's just because, you know, it was more aggressive people were kind of coming at you than usual. So um, it bothers me when conversations aren't uh, aren't that civil and get a little, like, angry, which is why I'm always on pins and needles, like, every time Chris talks. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I want it to be a civil environment as much as possible. Yeah, hey, man, I get it. And, and like, there are there are exceedingly, I think, uh, what I mean, it's been over two years now, I think, since I've been since like you and I first interacted. And I, I would like to think that I've demonstrated a great degree of hospitality. And but there just seem to be a few people that I just can't interact with. And, you know, and I, I certainly exclude Chris from that. Like Chris and I have had great discussions and um, I will continue to carry the my mantle he doesn't go down the precept road um but uh but but yeah because i because i genuinely think he's like he's got such a good head on his shoulders he doesn't need it um but anyway yeah that's just me me blathering on and and i think it's i is it is that who it is uh oh i beg to differ pardon me um i i enjoyed our conversation we we disagree uh, clearly but uh it was respectful dialogue and hopefully we can uh, we can again all right Hey, how long till your uh, EV gets here? Oh, like three months. <laughs> Did you order the Tesla truck? Uh, no, no. Well, I mean, that looks like an abomination. Let alone, yeah. No. Uh, I also, hey. I also wouldn't want to. Also, wouldn't want to support Elon. But yeah. Can anyway, I, I got a, a question. I got a meeting. I got to head to. Uh, Nate, fun as always, and uh, maybe. Oh, we'll chat tomorrow. But then uh, next week, I'm away. I'm going to Mexico Saturday morning. So. Oh, uh, dog! Did you say you had something quick for Michael or for me? I have a question for you guys. Uh, um, okay, yeah, I've quickly, just, and then I have to run. I've just read the book of uh, Theogony, which uh, is uh, Theogony. It's a uh, Greek mythology, mythology, and it talks about how the world was created, and it talks that uh, Gaia and Uranus were the fir- the the Earth and the sky were. Um, the first being to be created, and then they they add offsprings, and then they created, and then the world was created basically not by God but by 
the earth and the sky. So the story is similar. And also, and Gaia came, uh, was created from the chaos. So you see that they have the same elements as in the book of Genesis, but they explain it in a different way, which I find interesting. And what was the question about, what was the question there? Yeah, so the question is, like, it's obvious that the book of Genesis was uh, uh, as copied the Greek Greek mythology mythology and adapted it to their uh, understanding of their God. So, well, I mean, that's what, well, yeah, I just have time for a quick answer and then I have to go. If you want to come back tomorrow, I'm happy to talk about this. That'd actually be a good topic. But in short, um, you, you can't say that because if, if someone wants to argue about dates or times or something like that, fine. But if you just read the text, it predates everything. It goes back to the, to the origin of matter. So, um, which is an infinite God, but as far as this material world, it goes back to the origin of that. So regardless of everything that happened first, the story of Genesis takes place, you know, from infinity past so it includes yeah it has maybe some elements that overlap with like different stories because most civilizations have some sort of like creator being or creator god that puts things in order and starts spinning stuff in motion but genesis account goes back to before there was anything except god um so whether you believe that or not that's the account of the story so that predates everything um so i would just say that and then also you know they have lots of other events to back that up which i'm not uh i'm I'm not super it's been a long time since i was into greek mythology um but i don't think there's a lot of like reported first-hand accounts of these you know their gods and stuff like that doing um empirically evidentiary things so like you know in genesis and exodus um all these people like you know hundreds and thousands and i think at one point like you know two million people um were around to see all of these acts like supernatural acts that everyone would say is clearly a miracle these are outside the laws of nature um of god doing and again it's kind of like the same thing in the new testament but even more so because there were way more people to witness these supernatural acts um not one person dissented or handed down something that says no this event in exodus or you know whenever this happened uh, moses is a false prophet he was just saying this like he was trying to make a god of his own image or something like that like there's, you would think somebody um, out of all these people, millions of people over tons of years, uh, would have written down something that was a opposing view. And the fact that there is none of those should at least be a decent evidence for people that, hey, all these people are on the same page. So if there is not one person who dissents, maybe it's real. Or maybe even though there is millions of people we're talking about here, um, it was a really tight knit plan for um, you know, these people to lie on a mass scale and not one person wanted to publicly oppose that. Um, anyway, that, that would be a short answer, but I really do have to go. Uh, yeah, make a, fi- a final follow-up. Go ahead. Yeah, you can check out the link that I sent. And it's I, it's a very old book, actually. it's Maybe it's as old as it's the book of Genesis. And it talks about the creation. And it's, very, it's almost the same as in the book of Genesis. But uh, yeah, they don't talk about God. And he also, in Greek mythology, you also have uh, uh, Yafet, the son of Noah. He's a titan with the exact same name. And uh, there's uh, <clears throat> many other stories that are almost exactly the same. So, uh, you know, you should ask your, you guys, you, sh- you, sh- you should ask 
if the if the Bible is really authentic or uh, it just they just copied from other uh, religions at the time. You know. Well, yeah, and I mean, like I you know, like I said earlier, I mean, the fact that I mean, I, I think you can just uh, I, I'd love to get Josh's answer down there, but I we I, I just have to run. Um, but I mean, you can clearly see just by secular uh, you know secular scholarship that the Israelites and their stories predate Greek mythology. And I'm not a flat earther, but I would be more prone to being a flat earther than being than believing that this earth was carried on the back of a giant turtle or a titan. Um, but I really do have to go. But if you want to come back tomorrow and talk about this, that would be a fun discussion. But I will catch you all later. Have a good one. Take care, everyone. Thanks. <clears throat>